back to gonzo film reviews uh thank you for the wild support we've gotten uh over the last few episodes it's amazing um thanks again to all the people that um socrates here has gotten to interview uh it's absolutely amazing that they were able to come on here and uh share their experiences answer our questions uh we hopefully we can do so many more yeah you've all been amazing and thanks so much for um I, w- I would list out every country that's I've seen join. I mean, we've had Sweden, uh, Israel, Croatia, Brazil, um, the UK, Canada, all these countries that hadn't been listening to us before uh, they popped up. So Absolutely. It's cool to see you guys all here. Um, special shout out to um, all you got, all you new viewers, all the new listeners, uh, because um, and the, the exotic locations. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know what? Every audience member counts. And especially for us who, you know, we're just getting started and we're, we're still small. So we appreciate every single, every single one of you guys who listen to what we do and, you know, our, our ramblings of, uh, nothing really but opinions. <laughs> and Sweden loves us. We're number two in <laughs> I know, film podcast I know, in Sweden. Great. So special it's second it's a, shout out to them. It is a uh, it is a very proud thing to, to know that. And uh, you know, one of these days I'll be available for one of the interviews. I promise. It'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> three three way interview. Yeah, it it'll be nice. Um, schedules just haven't lined up for me uh, for any of the other ones so far. <laughs> But um, with that, uh, we'll carry on, and we have some pretty good ones. Uh, The game I'll be reviewing this time uh, isn't necessarily a new one, but I wanted to talk about it because it's one of my favorites. And uh, there's a new release coming, hopefully, very soon. Um, And it's the Witcher series, which uh, The Witcher 3 specifically I wanted to talk about. Um, just such an amazing game and the fact that it's gotten me so excited about it and I might even start replaying through it again soon yeah so you um, can recap the other ones for the, yeah, you know yeah. that are it's kind of like a retrospective and then also give information about the fourth one yeah absolutely which, exactly so the fourth one and that's gonna be made in uh, Unreal Engine 5 oh and oh my wait. gosh that's gonna be so just amazing like just beautiful and hopefully we can uh <laughs> I, I i mean i'm gonna get it immediately yeah and y- you know you guys are gonna hear about it first um well second i guess because you socrates but um there there will definitely be a episode about it the moment it is possible oh yeah um that hogwarts legacy I, like I pre-ordered Gotham Knights and Hogwarts Legacy, so they'll Such definitely be hearing everything we think about those yeah. in the next few months. Big releases. Uh, I, I still have to review the Skywalker Saga. I only gave short um, right. thoughts about it uh, a couple episodes ago. I might do a full review on it. Um, Absolutely. And the Lego Dimensions one is still under construction. I haven't finished playing through it yet again, so I'm going to wait till I finish the main story before I give 
you know, big thoughts on yeah, that yeah. because I still want a sequel that even if they don't use the toys to life. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, speaking of what you wanted to talk about, what uh, I know you decided on what film you wanted to discuss today. Yeah, this time I'm going to do Jurassic World. Um, it's the newest one. It's um, it's the one that just came out. Yeah, so it's the third of the new trilogy and they're marketing it as the the last one so whatever they do from now on i mean they're still making money so oh yeah it really depends on what they want to do they can choose to go the route of you know switching to the crustaceous period (laughs) cretaceous period or they could go um you know they could just say you know change the name or or keep the name or i don't know because they said it's the final they, Maybe they, they're just done. I don't know. Ran out of ideas. I, don't, I have no idea. But I mean, you got to think they've been doing this for how long? Since the... Was it the 80s or 90s? Way back, yeah. Uh, I want to say... I want to say 80s? Like late 80s? Oh, wait. That was Indiana Jones for Spielberg. So it was know, yeah. early, early 90s, right? Yeah, yeah. Late 80s, early 90s. I, I, yeah, somewhere that's my there. thought process. I'm not an expert. But, they, they, they definitely <laughs> but, started in yeah. Yeah, even if they didn't release it then. Um, Yeah, it was. I watched it twice, so I have a pretty good feel for it. And I'm gonna break it down in terms of uh, the previous movies, and then in terms of how it stands on its own. Yeah, it's pretty good when you look at it with the previous movies because the second Jurassic World movie was pretty boring, pretty pretty lame. Um, This one was at least better than the last one from 2018. So I would say it's pretty good there, but it doesn't stack up well with the first couple Jurassic Park movies. It does pretty well against the last of the Jurassic Park movies, like five. Um, and it's, it was a big disappointment, though, if you're looking for something as good as the first Jurassic World movie. Oh, yeah. The first Jurassic World was crazy. It made it really a crap good. ton of money. It had a huge tie-in with Dairy Queen and a yeah. bunch of things. And I saw that commercial probably 3,000 times, the Dairy Queen, <laughs> with the dinosaurs eating everything. It was exciting, it was funny, it was fun, it was fresh, and it was interesting, but um, this one doesn't quite live up to that, even though they try to shoehorn people from the classic Jurassic Park movies into it. The only real winner there is Jeff Goldblum. He's the only one who actually nails the comedy. He's the only one who has a consistent character, I think. You know, in just my thought process, whenever it comes to, like, legacy characters like him... Yeah. Every single time he appears, I feel like he's going to die. <laughs> oh yeah, it's every like, single time he appears, to kill them off, yeah, like the Han Solo yeah. uh, legacy characters—they always die. Especially if they're Disney, like um, the new Scream movie. They, you know, they use that as an opportunity to kill a legacy character, um, Han Solo in Star Wars. I'm surprised anybody died in the new Scream movie because I saw people getting burned alive, stabbed 70 times, like shot, but they were just like, oh, I'm good, I'm just bleeding. And they would get up and keep going. Poor Dewey. I can't believe it. I can't (laughs) believe it. (laughs) He had so many scrapes with death before. Just didn't, you know. His luck finally ran out. More like his brain stopped working he just decided you know oh yeah shoot it in the head remember but you don't need to stand you know a foot away from it to shoot it in the head and so it's a slightly ranged weapon yeah sir. it is a it is a projectile uh, that is exiting the gun imagine the romans they brought their catapults right up to enemy lines right fired at it. it goes way <laughs> over their heads like oh your weapons are harmless 
misjudged a little bit there, miscalculated. Yeah. Wheel them back. Why would you put your catapults within stabbing distance? That is the thing. Like, exactly. That's what it's like. Oh man, I don't know. He put on a lot of bravado for somebody who was rapidly approaching uh, melee distance. That's why I'm worried about Indiana Jones next year as well. It's the fifth one. It's the yeah. final one. Uh, John Williams, the composer, and Harrison Ford both said that it's probably their last movie ever at all. Wow. So I'm really worried that if he dies and they give it to, what's her name, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yeah. the lady who rewrote some of the script, and Kathleen Kennedy is in charge of this production as well. Oh, boy. Because it's a freaking, you know, Disney Lucasfilm production, yeah. even though Lucas is gone. They should just rename it Kennedy Film, because... It's yeah. most of most of them have had her imprint. Even the Obi Wan series, which we're going to review next um, yes. on next week's episode, um, we, you know, I've watched it. I don't think you've watched it yet. No, I'm going to binge it. Yeah, once so it is all out. It is all out uh, now. It, it just, is now. It just finished. Okay, so, so it, yeah. we'll give you a week. To At my nearest convenience, I'm going to binge it entirely. Uh, that way, I get all the pieces collected right in front of me all at once. You'll see the full and picture. I will see the full picture. In it my had first great watch. moments, but um, it definitely had her imprint. I'm worried that Indiana Jones is going to have her imprint, but you know. Anyway, sorry. Back to dinosaurs. No, <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit sidetracked, but that's what we do best here. Pretty much. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do worry about legacy characters for real, though. I mean, um, we had uh, three, four. We had one in spirit. What's yeah. her name? The scientist. Yeah, Catherine something. She had a cloned yeah, yeah. copy daughter the, that she gave birth to herself. The mother of who I call the main character in this yeah. movie. So her copy clone daughter um, yeah. without a father. Literally without a biological yeah, father. She, she made the baby by herself. A copy of herself. A copy free of, of the herself. disease that she had. Yeah. So she kind of fixed herself in a, in a second life in a way. She um, gave her, her child the life she couldn't have. Without full reanimation, right? On. But yeah, so there was her, but she's dead, so she's not technically in it, but she's heavily featured. Um, oh yeah, heavily. There's they Jeff, kept her in it. Yeah, there's Jeff Goldblum's character, um, and then there's the the, the the couple that's not a couple. So there's Doctor What's Her Face, Doctor oh, What's His Face. Yeah, yeah. The names in this are so forgettable. I'm sorry, I'm not a huge Jurassic person, so any of you Jurassic fans out there, you know, slamming your table or <laughs> pitching your phone or ripping out your earbuds, I'm really, really sorry. I don't know the names of all the doctors in, in the Jurassic movies, <laughs> but um, we are doing some some grade A research to find out some of those names right now. Um, <laughs> grade A Google. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, top-of-the-line stuff. But the legacy characters coming back, they, it was a mixed bag. So, so, some of them were... Um, some of them were great. Like Jeff Goldblum. The rest were pretty terrible. Okay. So Sam Neill played Alan Grant. Laura Dern played Ellie Sattler. Sattler. Okay. Those were and the we two... we all know Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, those were the two that really just annoyed me because... You could feel the Viagra coming through the film screen when they were on because they were, it, it was just heavy Viagra energy because it was the really cliche tropes of like, oh, really old friends. And we don't mean old friends like they've known each other. I mean like old friends, like they need a walker to get through the rest of this film. Did you get uh, the same vibe from uh, Campbell Scott's character? Uh, he got He had real Bill Gates vibes. 
Oh yeah, they they copy and paste oh, yeah. from he Steve was... Jobs and Bill Gates like, yeah. together. It was so oh, yeah. pathetically typical. Like he had he, all the physical he was traits, very much and mannerisms of Steve Jobs. Yeah, and later, you know, the older Steve Jobs, but he had the weirdness and the the freaking <laughs> psychotic nature of Bill Gates, where he could literally <laughs> just say something offhand without you know realizing it doesn't sound humane. Yeah, you know, he's like, well, I think uh, all all people should. You know, start eating synthetic plastic meat because it would be better for us. Like what? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's oh, and the, I mean, the characterization, the characters weren't well written. They weren't very well executed. But I mean, all around, I I enjoyed my experience. Like I yeah. had my gripes. It didn't drag like, the whole thing down to no, the bit it, of despair. But there like were there some were some characters I really liked. Um, there were some characters I really liked. Um, the guy that helped them, the the inside yeah, worker, uh, Ramsey. Yeah, he was great. Ramsey was a great character. I enjoyed the return of Barry. Yeah, I and the Jurassic World return. characters were okay, so yeah. I didn't mind. Um, Absolutely, you know, Owen and um, Claire. They were both good. Yeah, and you know what? I I do have like there's a list of like my favorite actors and actresses, and yeah. I will say that. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard is one of like my all-time favorite actresses, actors. She's so uh, good. She is very talented. Every role she plays. Um, and she doesn't like, age. She's one of those people all. that just doesn't age. Not at all. And I mean, I hope to see some of these faces in future projects as well. Um, the one who played uh, Kayla Watts was also really, really good. Her, I enjoyed her, her performance was amazing. Her and it's such a shame because her character was written terribly. Like oh, she had no reason to be motivated enough to do Help. anything she did in it. Yeah, and she lost so much for no reason. And she had weird scenes that made no sense with some of the characters. But she, her performance was spectacular. Oh, absolutely! She really sold being terrified of the Elton John feather dinosaur yeah, on yeah, the ice. Yeah. She sold that so well. Oh, like, so I, I want to well. see her in other things. I mean, um, it's as well. The uh, plus the acting companionship between uh, Chris Pratt and her, yeah, is really good. I mean, they they kind of like bounced off of each other almost perfectly, and it's uh, it kind of it kind of gave me a, a better hope for the turnout of the movie in a whole. Um, simply because yeah, I mean we had our gripes about this and that, but I still overall enjoyed my experience in um how <laughs> in the story even though it was a little predictable as for how things were going to go yeah the t-rex he usually teams up with some other yeah. animal to take down whatever big bad is bigger than him i thought they killed it for a minute i thought the the icon yeah. t-rex was dead and there was a new predator like apex predator and he just opens but his no. eye and you just see that yeah. little fire in there he's yeah, like he had i'm that, not done bitch he had that revenge look <laughs> in his eyes where he was like you did thought, you ever watch you doodle you had me i did the squirrel the squirrel the yes. most memeable character of all. okay if you you guys all have to watch robert downey jr's doolittle right now because there <laughs> is a squirrel in that film that is the funniest character you will ever see he is really funny oh like he, <laughs> the kid's coming to jump on the ship with them and he's like he's coming to finish the job <laughs> he shot me once he'll do it again <laughs> 
So I'm, then they're having him jump onto the ship from a bridge. So he's like, jump, murderer, jump. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the greatest squirrel ever. I, I love mean, him so much. I, I enjoyed the Doolittle movie. Um, we will I, review it someday. I can't say I loved it. No. no. Just, I, it just, I love Robert Downey Jr. He's in that top list of actors. Yeah. That, you know, I feel like cinema wouldn't be the same without um, for so many reasons, which I won't get into right now because we, you know, sidebar for so long. Um, but Doolittle just didn't really stick with me the same. Like how it, it was should very, have. It was very childish you know, and, and contrived. The Doolittle but... that we grew up with. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like the. Uh, what? Eddie Murphy. We had Eddie some Murphy's tall. Doctor yeah. Doolittle. There was a classic one from the '60s. Yeah, uh, we had some tall borders, but they didn't quite. They they reach tried that to make level. it a little bit more of like a adventure type movie, which yeah, like a, I a juvenile it. kind yeah. of adventure though. Like it was definitely geared towards the younger kids. Yeah, so I, it, it missed me. But yeah, the squirrel though. The he squirrel was, definitely was the written, saving grace for. He was for definitely us. written by a clever comedian. Yeah, for the adults for sure. Um, but yeah, it's a Jurassic though. I mean, it wasn't a horrible movie overall, but it, I definitely had some pitfalls to really thoroughly enjoying it. But yeah, and I will say the beasts though, the actual dinosaurs, the they return to the animatronics though. too. Yeah, and the mix with CGI instead of making them full CGI was it was a huge saver yeah. I think because it made them look more realistic and a little bit more threatening. And they were gorgeous. They were. I mean the there wasn't a moment where I thought like all right that just looks fake. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, when they were fighting the Giganotosaurus too, like Goldblum had two moments where he was like one on one with that. Yeah, fucker, that's right? why I kept thinking like they're gonna kill him. Yeah, like, right like, at the end. He had um. He was he was the first one in line when they were all running away yeah. the first time. I saw him duck under that truck like, and he didn't even give a fuck. Like he sat no, under yeah. there. He's like, they might get eaten, but I'm down here. I'm yeah, safe. Exactly. And then yeah, when they are about to get eaten, he gets the flaming um, like spork. Rag. Yeah. yeah. I'm like oh my god, he's gonna die. But yeah. then he like threw it into its throat, had it breathing fire like a dragon, and ran yeah. off. I was like okay, that's badass. It that is. was good. And I will say, I mean, the movie did a great job at two things. Two things, in my opinion, uh, it did just wonderful in. I had a ton of moments where I laughed. Yeah. And I had a ton of moments where I was on the edge of my seat because I thought something bad, like, Somebody was about was to happen. Die, yeah. Fist clenched, you know what I mean? Like, there was, it was the last one. Yeah, so they there could was do anything to so anyone. much tension because you did not know what was going to happen. Yeah. Because everything was such high stakes. And, you know, throughout the movie, granted, I mean, depending on your sense of humor, it could be pretty funny, too. I, I know I laughed at several occasions. But, like, like, like that one scene where the guy was just riding his scooter between two dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. And they just ate him right off of it. <laughs> like, what, what was his plan? It drive right up to an Allosaurus. Like, hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Fucking, like, yeah. what was he thinking? What was, what was gonna happen in his head? He was just like, oh, yeah, they're, they're distracted. Let me just go right in between the two of these things. He's like, I haven't watched the last 30 years right of, of news stories of dinosaurs getting out and eating people. Right. So I'm going to experience it for myself. <laughs> and yeah, you got and it, he buddy. got it. Yeah, you he experienced got the full it. experience. He definitely got the, the VIP pass. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, there were there were some cool bits like that. The tension was good. Um, 
so, so the director did a good job in some places. Colin Trevorrow, he's he's kind of a legend now. Yeah. Um, the cinematography, I, I had some great moments, and then I had some moments where I was rolling my eyes because it. <laughs> they did go to Egypt in one scene, right? Yes. Um, so there's this the pretty stupid typical yellow filter instead of just filming with the natural colors and light of the area they just probably go to a studio and then they slap the yellow filter on it if they're going to mexico the middle east or any desert so i'm just like ah come on guys really like you can do better everybody's been they've been calling it out more recently so with wonder woman 84 for example just their depiction of egypt was so laughable it was so far off it was so hollywood typical Uh, it's like a 1950s version but you know it's not a huge issue they weren't there for a long time but no. i would just hope that you know if you're gonna make something in such a storied franchise that you know come on bring your a game bring, right. bring the best and if they're not gonna do it fire him and get another guy right you know get a cinematographer who will do the job but i mean do it right it wasn't a huge deal though it was just little gripes like that and right. some script issues um and some characters that were unnecessarily brought back and also the main antagonist being you know a food shortage because he you know steve jobs spoiler created steve jobs want to be created some stinking locust, locust giant yeah, locust, locust like, swarm i will say the scene where the locusts are revealed that was wild to those kids was incredible Did the kids even survive they never showed they seemed them. to have but they could have not like they could have busted into that barn <sighs> but the way they shot it seems to imply that they survived they held out in there but just never saw them again i would hope the thing, that they like, didn't just, just never the saw home. them again yeah and yeah also you know i i love the self-awareness toward the end where uh they meet up with the one scientist again uh who's been kind of a a presence throughout each of the movies what was um let me see if i can't was it just from the jurassic world ones or from all 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 of them period could have oh wait i know who you're talking about he's the guy who the guy who created the he always does the yeah yeah, that, that guy. I don't, yeah, he's I don't not even see him in yeah, there. Yeah, he's not even in here. That's weird because he was more than a cameo. Right, he was there. But, like, his character, I love how, uh, was it Jeff Goldblum who was like, yeah. he was like, no, this guy is not. Not him. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> not him. Yeah. But, like, he got his own little redemption arc, you know? Yeah, he like got he, to experiment on on the daughter of the, um, yeah. what's her name? Is, is it in there? Yeah, yeah. Is she listed? Um, yeah, um, Maisie. Maisie Lockwood. Yeah, so uh, so what was it? her mother's name? Charlotte. Charlotte. I keep saying Catherine. It was Charlotte Lockwood, yeah. So Charlotte Lockwood's daughter, a clone daughter kid thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was she was pretty good. but Absolutely. Yeah, the scientist who was working on studying her to find out how he could get rid of the locust that he created and also you know he was pretty good yeah, but I, I am getting tired of him always being either bought, bought off or manipulated into doing something really stupid than saying I can fix it I'm like you wouldn't have to always fix shit if you weren't always messing shit up like <laughs> if you didn't fall for it Timmy time. quit kicking the blocks and you won't have to clean them up like damn but, but yeah I'm I, not gonna lie though it was a little frustrating at times when uh Isabella Sermon's character, Maisie, the, the daughter, she, they really tried to accentuate her 
rebellious teen phase throughout the movie. Yeah, it was they a little... really tried to accentuate that. Yeah, like, it was a little obvious in the beginning. It was very obvious that like they were trying really hard to make her character do dumb stuff. Yeah. And that's Seemingly honestly how most purpose. of the plot started. Yeah. That's how Blue the It Raptors... was how everything started. Yeah. Everything cause... started because she was being like a spoiled teen. Yeah, and she knew the weight of the issues on Absolutely, her head. Yeah. And when they talked to the CIA agent, which was also kind of silly, because he didn't have the, he he didn't have the clearance, but then he told them everything anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, if he didn't have the clearance to know that, how are you doing this? So how do you know all that? But and also, how do you get away with just talking to a CIA agent at lunch and having him give away all of the top secrets of these like dinosaur, you know? <laughs> In the human world issues, how do how would the CIA let such a leak occur? But, I mean, that's it's just things that needed to happen for like the plot would, to go forward. You so. would imagine that agents would keep eyes on agents, right? You could you could you would think that IA would yeah. have an issue with that, but yeah. <laughs> even if they didn't have IA, why on earth was that the way that the plot started? You know, the first half of the writing was pretty choppy, but it, it picked up and it got better once they yeah, actually got to the, the, the yeah. Park. Once the plot started, yeah. it was not bad. Um, yeah, it was pretty good once they were actually brought to the facility. It was just like the the events leading up to, you know, like the the rising action. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the events leading up to it. Because again, like you said, the... Uh, the setup was bad. It was a yeah. terrible setup. Yeah. Because again, like, uh, Kayla's character, she just... She didn't have... An apparent motivation to help them at all. Yeah. Like, she she even wrecked her whole plane. <laughs> Which, you know, assuming she made a living, you know, flying things here and there. Smuggling. Yeah, smuggling and everything like that. You know, why would she be okay with the risk of crashing her plane? Also... Just she just decided at the end that she was owed a new plane, but the company literally folded, and he didn't he get a he got eaten. The CEO got eaten. Yeah. All the money was gone. It got dumped into the you know disaster. Yeah. I guarantee that because it, the facility became a safe haven for all the dinosaurs in the world. Yeah. At the end of the the movie. So all the money that the company previously had to throw around was going into the ma- ma- uh, ma- maintenance. maintenance Wow, of that place, <laughs> but also uh, funding to fix the disaster and the fire and the destruction that occurred to the facility at the end of the movie. Right. Who paid for her plane? Who gave her the a new one when it was her fault she trespassed? Onto a perfectly legal property, like facility, like there, she had no reason to trespass. She had no legal defense for it. Technically, I know you have a moral one because you know obviously it's a movie and you know what all the characters are doing. But right. from a perfectly legal standpoint, in world, she had no good reason to crash a plane onto this facility, endangering so many animals in the process. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. So, but she just ended up with a new plane, spray painted a two on it, and I'm like. You said you were owed it, then you just magically get one. So if you didn't pay for it, who the hell did? Right. Because they certainly didn't compensate you for for trespassing and crashing and um, endangering, you know, previously extinct animals. Like, good lord. But overall, though, I would give it 
Well, we don't usually do stars, like 10 star rating, so... Yeah, we usually do thumbs. Do we do thumbs. I would give it a thumb up. It was pretty good. It wasn't the full, you know, th experience I was hoping for, and it, it didn't quite measure up spectacularly well to the, the better movies in the franchise, right. um, but... It still held up better than several of the movies in the franchise, and it was it was pretty good on its own. Yeah. So I even agree. if you haven't seen you know the other ones, you could still have a pretty good idea of what's going on in yeah. this one, even though there's ties to old movies. You yeah. don't need it. I definitely agree. So it was. I would say it's pretty solid. It would, I would recommend it. So if anyone just wants a good time in the movies and they already saw Maverick <laughs> or they they don't want to see Lightyear just go watch the Dinosaurs Eat People it's actually pretty fun it um, is I mean it's pretty it good. is a good time it's entertaining I concur with the the one thumb up um it doesn't deserve a thumb down you know yeah. it it doesn't it it, it was, was still an enjoyable experience I never once thought to myself like kind of regret coming yeah it was, like, it was good the only thing i regretted was that mcdonald's didn't give me oh my yeah damn they cheated you on your stuff so i didn't even realize it until i was already in my seat yeah. <laughs> i well, you always check we should have gone back yeah this like, is your advice your for the stuff. day we haven't done the advice call yeah in a while. the advice this is the advice if you ever get check. mcdonald's open the damn bags before you pull out of the drive-thru and you tell them to put it in there if it's yeah. not there because i i really should have done that and by the time I was all settled, I didn't want to, you know, go all the way back, and and I didn't even know where I kept the receipt at the time. So it's just like this is ridiculous. Get get your stuff straight, well, guys. You know what? You should definitely do that at every fast food drive-through. Yeah. Make sure your order is there, because it happens so often where they get it wrong, they leave things out, they, you know, I mean, I've even had it to where they forgot that I even ordered anything didn't even charge me for it so I had to go back around and pay for it yeah you know, like it's just you know which that's like the the lesser of all evils here but yeah that's a solid advice just make sure you check your food when you go out to eat because it could be wrong or it could just not exist yeah <clears throat> and I, with that I would say you know dino good Dino good. Uh, light your bad. <laughs> yeah, light your bad. Dino so, good. Um, you know, branching off then, what was the uh, the verdict on the games that you have? So, do you want to give like a little preview of what players can expect with the fourth one first, or do you want to start with um, what your general thoughts are on the trilogy um, that came before? Well, there's not a whole lot of detail out that I've seen myself on the fourth Witcher game. Uh, I'm the type of person that will read the very like thin layer of news that sits on the top yeah. because I like to be you know diving into the game head first with full surprises full surprise and you know uh, all the emotion will be raw at that point you know like uh, everything I feel will be unexpected and true and honest yeah um and that's just kind of the way I like to do that. Um, but as for my thoughts on the third game, I absolutely loved it. Every second of it I loved. It and, seemed to be the most popular one. Oh, yeah. And I even got all the expansions. I mean, such a fun game. And you never really get bored unless you've done everything. I mean, even if you have done everything... You can even go up to, you know, 90% of the NPCs in the game and ask them to play Gwent, which, 
you know, Gwent, I still can't wrap my head around. Like, I get how it's played, but it's so difficult. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not good at Gwent at all because I, I just can't uh, really understand the best strategy to use and getting other cards. I think it's been a while. I do have to play through it again, but I think getting other cards, you have to beat other people to get other cards. You have to know how to, how to beat other people to do that. It's really tough. Uh, but, I mean, it's fun anyway as like a waste of time. Just make sure you don't wager coins on Gwent. Because, you know, that's a winning uh, a winning loss right there. This is probably uh, a horrible comparison. But when I played Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I still play it um, all the time. I will wager the full amount for any game. <laughs> Checkers, any, you know, chess... The weird uh, backgammon game. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. wager the full amount because I know I'm going to beat their ass. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, hey, pirates, right? Yeah, pirates. But yours, though. Uh, yeah. Different uh, kind which of Witcher, a little different. Um, but I mean, my thoughts and feelings on the game itself. I've always loved Geralt's character. Um, I love his character growth through each game. I. I love the choices you can make throughout the entirety of the game that will shape Geralt's character and, you know, uh, kind of the story that you forge throughout the time. Uh, your decisions to travel the map in certain places at certain times, finding different items, uh, finding different upgrades, things like that that really influence the game itself. Um, It really is a game changer for the player experience because it makes you feel like you're not just you know going through a storybook someone else wrote yeah it it makes you really feel like you have a hand so it's like in, full RPG yeah, kind yeah, of more it's freedom nice I mean I firmly believe that um, the player has the power in the game to you know, end up in a place and position that they can be happy with by the end of it. Yeah. I believe that. Because you can put your time and effort into a, a bunch of different directions. Like, you know, love interests are a big thing in the game. Uh, Geralt always finds himself in romantic situations. I see a lot of hilarious videos of how people yes. will do silly things at the um, the different kinds of brothels and stuff. <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll have the silliest kinds of interactions. Oh, yeah. And it's funny that they build in so many different ways for you to interact with, like, even the silliest kind of, like, situations. NPCs and whatnot? Yeah, I'm like... Absolutely. Usually these, these options aren't even available. You can do, like, two things. You can barter, <laughs> you can fight, you know, you can, you can fuck off. But, like, yeah. you know, it's really funny to actually see him just stroll in weapons ablaze and everything and just, like, demand a maiden. Then. Yeah. But then it's not even that simple. There's a whole complicated subplot or she mm -hmm. gives it her backstory or whatever. It's just yeah. funny, funny alternatives. Absolutely. And they put a lot of thought into the brothels so of much this detail. game. So much detail in the game in general. I mean, um, you know, I, I love the way the story was told in this game. And the fact that, you know, Geralt is concerned enough about Siri through the whole thing yeah. to go as far 
as he did to find her and to catch up with her. I mean, at one point you're going through like other worlds, you know, and it's it's really crazy. I mean, the stuff the girl goes through to find Siri and know that she's okay and you know protect her for what he can. Oh yeah, it's very heartwarming and it shows so much development for Gerald's character. Uh, Siri's character has grown so much. Uh, her parts of the story are just as amazing as Geralt's. Um, you get a little bit of insight on her adventures alone while she's been traveling and uh, running from the Wild Hunt in the main game. And it's just uh, such a fun experience that puts you in a lot of different perspectives. I mean, uh, there was uh, one mission slash instance that really put into into perspective for me the cause and effect of things in the world of the witcher where you know there was one character and i believe his name was skial yeah yeah skial so what did he do uh so he was your typical case of he fell in love with Siri at first sight. The feelings were not returned. Uh, their village eventually got raided that Siri was staying in. Uh, that village was taking her in and taking care of her for the time. And they were all very nice and welcoming people. And Skjall, um tried to help Siri get away and ended up. It, it, I don't want to, you know, go through it all. But he ended up dying fairly horribly. And then whenever Geralt found Skjall's body, you know, tracking, you know, through events trying to find Ciri, uh, he had Yennefer do, you know, like a dark magic to reanimate temporarily Skjall. And ask questions as to like how to find Siri, you know, everything like that. And it really accentuates the kind of just misery and pain Skjall is in, realizing that like, you know, he died, you know, trying to chase after this girl, his his village is ruined, and the pain of his death still lingers. Yeah, because he's not fully he's gone because they yeah, pulled him back yeah. in, yeah. So he's just absolutely uh, suffering the whole time, and it makes you like really think about like, wow, you know, how far are you as a person willing to go um, to track down what means the most to you, you know? And I'd say that's that's quite far. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> most mean, characters, that, for yeah, most people, absolutely. it can be pretty far. I mean, right. granted, Geralt does have a lot of development, but he is, you know, witchers kind of have a duller sense of emotion than most people. More of a static yeah. kind of character. And, you know, I mean, me personally, as far as the love interests are, you know, mentioned, 100% um, Team Triss. 100% Team Triss. Most definitely. Um, I've always liked her character. And uh, 
That's okay. People can fight me on that. <laughs> I'm, that's acceptable. You I'm know, sure I, between Witcher fans, there might be a, yeah, a lot of debate. But, you know, I mean, personally, I wouldn't be really upset at the notion of, like, a Yennefer ending or anything like that. Because I do enjoy her character as well. Yeah. Um, simply, I don't know. I... With the way I've played the game, the Geralt that I, you know, play as, the way I play him, Triss just kind of fits really well. Um, and how are the monsters in it? Absolutely amazing. I love the combat. I love the ways you can use your uh, Witcher magic in combat and how you have to utilize different potions and... Uh, your spells in a certain way against certain enemies uh, the fight can be so much easier so much harder alright so after that um, what are your final thoughts on the, ver uh, the Witcher and then I did have a couple of questions for you yeah yeah um, um, leading into those and then your thumbs up thumbs down verdict on the first three games uh, well perfectly uh, perfectly put I would say the Witcher series is something that is held to a very high standard in my opinion um, I myself have not played many games that have held true and consistent to the level that those games have in delivering a consistently fun and enjoyable experience and in something that I can kind of make my own. Yeah. Uh, I love Witcher 3's story, combat, um, decision making, the just everything that they put into the game how much detail there is. I mean, the customization is fun too. You can customize, like, change his hair, facial hair. You can, you know, change your clothes for armor, all kinds of different weapons. Uh, side quests, there's just so many. It's impossible to do them all, you know, like, and it yeah. is uh, just such a, such a good game. And, so it probably sounds uh, like a two thumbs up because of absolutely. the depth and the story I, and everything. I give those two thumbs up for sure, and if I had any more, I would give them those two. Yeah, we've definitely had um, those moments too. Yeah, I if I wish had, I had more, more I would give thumbs. them those. I know, I wish. And then, uh, have you watched the Netflix series at all? For The Witcher? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes, well, how would, how would you compare it to the game, or do you think it, it's more of like standing on its own kind of adaptation? Uh... I think it's more of like a standing on its own type adaptation so okay. far, at least. Um, so it's more kind of like Hobbit and less like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd say. But it's still a great experience. I mean, I think uh, Superman acts as Geralt really well, you know? And. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, he gets to play a super straight character and then a super gray character. Yeah, so exactly. it's pretty interesting. And it's it's very interesting to watch, but he does a fantastic job. And uh, bless that man's lungs because doing Geralt's voice is probably absolutely horrible on the on the throat. I bet. Um, but also, I love that they kept the uh, characters relatively consistent. Uh, Yennefer's actress does an amazing job. I, I love it. Um, 
series actress. Granted, they went the like really young Siri route, and um, that's a little different from some things. But I don't hate it, you know. Yeah. And it honestly, I I do like the story that they've come up with for the Netflix series. I've enjoyed myself thus far. Um, Good. Okay. That was the biggest thing I was worried about. Like, is the are there are a lot of cases, most cases actually, where an a video game adaptation is shit. It's horrible, or a book adapta- adaptation just ruins everything in it. So, it's good that they finally got a video game adaptation to kind of work. You know, yeah, it definitely works. Good. I mean, I I like seeing the different kinds of uh, monsters and curses and stuff like that that you don't really see in the game. Yeah, uh, like a. I can't recall a memory of like ever fighting like a striga in in the games, which you know they he did face one in the show. Uh, literally, the intro to the show is him fighting a monster in like a swamp. That's almost like Dark Souls. Stuff. Exactly, yeah. Like the intro to the show, you first see him like blasting out of water, like out of a lake in the middle of it like fighting this beast that's like enormous i gotta watch it now it's it's, fun yeah the whole time there's like a deer watching the fight happen (laughs) and uh the deer's like injured on its back leg so it's just like laying there watching the fight happen and at the end he's just kind of like today's not your day (laughs) nope and then um when we do the biosar retrospective yeah. And the big review on the third one, especially the first and third ones, are really the ones that we're looking forward to review the most. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to finding out if the Netflix adaptation of Bioshock is going to be okay. Oh, I hope so. They have so many things to do right, and, but they also have a lot of a, a big budget available. So hopefully they nail it. But I, hope I think so. the biggest lot. flaw, if they fail, if they fuck up at all, the biggest issue is going to be if they get the composer wrong. So, and I don't mean the score for the series, which uh, that is important for this for this series, but I mean the crazy guy, um, the insane, um, uh, what is his name? The insane composer. Uh, I. He, uh, he made you listen to the waltz and hit all this, all the. Yeah, I, I do know who yeah. you're talking about. Oh, it Cohen. Has, oh, there you Cohen go. Cohen is like yeah, because he wrote the crazy Cohen's masterpiece. No, it was like a... No, I'm thinking of a different one. I thought it started with an F, like maybe, if, uh, maybe. Francis Cohen uh, or something like that. Uh, something like that, probably. I don't know why I thought... Walter, that's an odd... Odd thing for me to... Hold on. I have to search up Walter Cohen now. But yeah, I did learn... Um... Oh, that's why I thought about it. Walter Cohen was an author. Oh, that's probably why you're thinking it then. Yeah, he went. To, he got a PhD at Berkeley. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Sander. Okay, Sander Cohen. Sander. If they Cohen. miscast or you know screw up on Sander Cohen, I think that will ruin the entire series. You think? Um, yeah, that'll be the death knell because he was probably the most special, and incredibly crazy and fun part of the first game huh. so if they mess that up I feel like they, they, it would be a domino effect and I wouldn't trust them with the third one as far as I could throw them especially with all the confusing time stuff going on with that one and the alternate realities and stuff right and Elizabeth oh I do not trust them but I'm excited I hope they hope they nail it like they did the Witcher and 
Yeah, I would say that pretty much concludes our or the review portion of this. Yeah, we gave out some. We useful did give advice. our evidence, uh, uh, evidence of advice yeah. that is uh, practiced this time. We really, I mean, I usually try to put my advice into practice if it's applicable. Yeah, and then uh, the only thing we're missing is some philosophical know-how to get right. you through the next few. The next few days in between episodes until our next one. I think uh, I had some tapped on my laptop, but I don't like getting it out. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, let's see. Off what, the top of my what head, what do you think? I would say that um, I would recommend to everyone to. I would say read any Stoic philosophy you can get your hands on right now. Honestly, especially in you know these times. But I did get some advice recently, which was uh, don't think about it, act on it. Huh. Uh, the 16th century English poet Robert Southwell stared at a picture each day, and each day he would look a little, he would look at a little totem and then lead, read a little inscription. And uh, he would do it daily, though, so it was to remind him of something. So basically, you know, things like reminders that you could carry every single day, like memento mori, you know, remember you will die. So. Everything you do should probably let be less focused about what's going on in a particular moment and more about the big picture or the long game. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to last forever, obviously. So right. Servicing the now is probably less important than uh, getting you know your your entire book finished. Mm-hmm. You know, the finishing each chapter the right way and not taking each setback too hard because it, nothing's permanent. <laughs> Everything's in flux. So if you really sit around losing yourself because something went wrong right you know Seneca his entire um, all of his worldly possessions fell into an ocean and sank and he was un- unable to recover them ever including all of his writings so he could have gone and hanged himself or he could have kept going and just tried to you know just get new things because right. things don't matter so you know I would just say grab any stoic philosopher writing you can and just kind of start digging in because it'll get you through a lot oh yeah very uh big volume of wise words there uh which another note i actually wanted to talk about i entirely forgot until just now what you got uh how do you feel about the playstation like levels of subscription now it's finally a thing i say it's really cool uh it's good competition uh, if they do it right and uh, i would say we can even make a whole separate youtube video on it like just once we get all yeah. the information and graphics we should literally just post it there and cover Absolutely. everything and show everything to everyone and show the differences as well between the xbox one the game pass mm-hmm. and um uh, does steam have anything like that do, do pc gamers have anything uh, or oh wait no they just use game pass yeah, they, uh, yeah something my bad like that. I'm i forgot sure. about that um, they actually have access to Xbox Game Pass yeah. on PC, so that's crazy. That is insane. That's so many customers that, you know, PlayStation might be missing out on right. PC people. But, but I, I think it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I did want to note out to, you know, those of you out there who do um, play with PlayStations and whatnot, um, make sure you check out uh, the Essentials Extra and Premium like deals they have going on now. Which did you get one? I did, actually. I myself upgraded up to uh, PlayStation Extra, which it's not the premium. It's like the middle service. Um, I think it's like 30, 30 extra bucks uh, a year. And 
what it does is I have a library essentially of PS4 and PS5 games that I have access to for free. Uh, so think like PlayStation Now, but uh, if you wanted to get your hands on those good old PS3 games and everything like that, you can. It's just you would have to go with the highest tier of subscription with this PlayStation Premium. And get it digitally. You would have to do all it right. that way. But you could download it straight to, straight to your console and play it. Uh, all you have to do is get that subscription. And um, I did upgrade to the extra with hopes to maybe uh, score some gold from the past and um, have some more material to review yeah. for everybody. That would be really cool. Get more PlayStation Absolutely. games in for folks. And of course, you know, to play the other Dark Souls games. because Oh yeah. It's a necessity. It is a necessity. This is cool stuff. We're Absolutely. looking at it right now. The original Dark Souls remastered game. Demon it's really Souls. Cool. Demon Souls. Uh-huh. And of beautiful. course, you know, my old habit of recreating my uh, Dungeons and Dragons characters. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, I read an article, they're adding Elden Ring bosses to the game. You know I, what? You I did. Sent you you just article. sent me a link about oh, that. Oh, it's that sounds crazy. Which that is insane. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah, man. I would. I would tell everyone again. Thank you so much for all the new people who have joined. Thanks for the international, worldwide yeah, <laughs> folks that are here. Um, it's awesome to have you. Every single one of you is welcome. It's really cool to see all the different countries that are tuning in. Oh, yeah. And um, I would say, you know. If you want to check out these movies, if they're available in your area, definitely go for it. Um, definitely try out the games we talked about, the Witcher series. Um, it's also a Netflix series if you want to, if you need a new show to watch and you didn't yeah. know about it. And um, just keep posted for the next interviews coming. Uh, stay tuned for all the exciting things we got going on. We're going to start um, setting up a TikTok or whatever, doing some <laughs> yeah, Discord, we'll try to branch Twitch out. or something, doing some live stream things, uh, RPG games, video games, whatever we're, we're doing at yeah. the time. We can even watch a movie live and you know laugh along with it. Maybe I, I've seen people uh, get their accounts banned yeah. for watching movies. But we, we would have to tell them what it is and then yeah. kind of avoid showing yeah. it in a way. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but we can live stream uh, gameplay. Definitely, yeah. Most yeah. definitely. I'd be down for that. And I'm sure the uh, our audience, our, our lovely audience, would love to hear us um, play some painstaking suffering games. <laughs> I'll happily do a playthrough. Or Gang of, Beast. Uh, or Gang Beast. That's <laughs> well, a good time as well. Um, new games. So yeah, whenever yeah, Hogwarts Legacy definitely. comes out, whenever Gollum comes out, I'm gonna get that Gollum Ooh, game. Yeah, see if that's very good. About Gotham that. Knights. There's some good. There's some good stuff coming oh, out. Finally, absolutely. it's gonna be a while. We've got a lot of things it. in the works. A yeah. lot of things in the works. Uh, so much more that we can, you know, put out there for our faithful listeners. And uh, you know, yeah. thank you guys for sharing us around and. Uh, you know, maybe getting your friends into it and uh, just hearing us out each week, it does mean a lot. It does. It means the world to me. And um, thank you so much. And all the support gives us just the opportunity to even have these guests on, also, that you guys are so, you know, interested in seeing and hearing from. So the more you guys um, like it, give it a good rating on whichever service you're on, which, you know, if you're on Spotify or Amazon. Amazon Music, um, Apple Podcasts is one of our biggest ones. So just give it a like, share it, um, talk about it.